Alright, welcome guys to Talking with Chris. I'm here with Mad Films himself, aka Mark, currently skateboarder, student, content creator, and well, content creator covers everything, but <laughs> I guess you can say filmmaker and in the works. In the works. <laughs> filmmaker in the works. <laughs> I'd say that. Partial so, photographer. I mean, that's part of my job. <laughs> <laughs> we're definitely working on that. <laughs> yeah. But here we're going to talk to him about things that inspire him, things that help him do what he does and what keeps him going. And we're here to talk about electric skateboards versus people who think electric skateboards are a waste of money, a waste of time. And... We're here to have a conversation about that because yeah. I'm actually an electric skateboard rider. While I'm a longboarder and I know a few people who are street deck skaters and I have rode a street deck before. Never went into the tricks, but we'll get into the details in a few. <laughs> I mean, we already started off. Might as well get into it. I mean, it. you want to start <laughs> with that off? All right. All right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So like... Electric skateboards. I mean, yes, let's get to it. All right. So... I'll start off with my opinion. Yeah, go ahead, you. I ride. I got an electric skateboard because, well, I'm 27. Um, I feel like you can. I guess most people would say I went through a midlife crisis and tried to learn how to ride a skateboard, but I couldn't get used to like me pushing the skateboard. I can ride the skateboard to a certain extent, Mm -hmm. and pretty much I feel like when I ride is from to get from point A to point B and I'm not riding it to do tricks I'm riding it for convenience mm-hmm. so what's your how, why is it I mean, that other people tend you know, to hate devil's mm-hmm. advocate I say devil's <laughs> advocate people be like oh you know which I, I don't necessarily agree with when I say this but people say oh you know you're riding an electric skateboard you're not doing you know the work you're not a real skater you don't know what it is to be a real skater and like you're a noob and all that and you know you have people like they're justified for saying that in one point because yes when you actually skate on a longboard or a skateboard there's a different feeling to it it's a different experience a different flow and a bunch of different types of mess ups you're going to make and so i think that's where the war between electric versus non-electric come into play where people who have been riding for their entire life get offended to oh you're just not even pushing you're just you know strolling you might as well just get a bike or a car and that's i feel like where the confusion starts to happen you know what i mean wait that's playing doubles out <laughs> you know i have a no, different no. opinion of course know, of course <laughs> but like I, I get that but the thing about it is just like isn't life supposed to be like technology advances so isn't life supposed to be getting you like to be much much easier on for you to do things so if i like riding skateboards or i like the thought of what a skateboard is why wouldn't i buy an electric one if i'm not going somewhere where i need a car or i i I don't want to ride a bike i would rather ride a skateboard yeah so like i don't understand like if if we're going by that thought then we shouldn't be riding cars we should be riding horsebacks yeah yeah, yeah, understood. <laughs> I mean, you should have the flexibility to choose what you want to ride and how you want to get to point A to point B. It's it's totally up to you. Um, me personally, I feel like the concern comes up when someone who's never skated before wants to ride an electric skateboard because 
now they have to learn how to ride not only an electric skateboard but just a basic longboard and it's more difficult i feel like the 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 big experience of riding a board is a little bit lost but it's still there it's just not going to be the same and again that's what a lot of people feel like uh you might as well just get another skateboard you know <laughs> get a normal one learn a normal one and it, it is annoying to get that feedback honestly as a longboarder for some reason, there's a war between longboards and normal street decks, and it's annoying because, uh, you know, I feel like that whole war is based upon, oh, street deckers can learn more tricks and do more tricks easier. But on a longboard, if you learn the same tricks, which you can, it's 100% possible. And if you learn more tricks, you're a badass. <laughs> like, that's so much harder. It's heavier, it's faster, you could fall way more easier. Like, I'm not saying street decking is not dangerous at all, because it is. It's just, why is there some type of war between longboarders and street decks? And now you have this question of, why is there a war between electric skateboards and non-electric skateboards? Because, yes, electric skateboards, their purpose is not to do tricks. It's to commute. <laughs> I mean, do you agree? It's, <laughs> yes, it's I to do. Commute. It's definitely to commute. I want an electric skateboard to go down that hill faster with the helmet and knowing okay i'm gonna get to my destination in the way i want to in my comfort level and feel cool doing it feel the wind in my face you know <laughs> yeah. like i don't know like electric skateboards have their own purpose same thing as longboards same thing as street decks they should all be separated in that there shouldn't be a war between those factions you know what I mean? I, I don't know. I just feel like they're all the same in terms of the deck but and the community. The thing about it is just like everything that I've learned about skateboarding and everything like that is just, oh, we're all a community. It doesn't matter like what race you are, what ethnicity, what you look like. As long as you skate and like you skate, that's all it's about. Yeah. So when you go to the skate park, it's all about, okay... I'm learning how to do tricks and then you're talking to someone you meet someone like because it's mostly like what teenagers who go there in the yeah. afternoon you're gonna like teenagers go there and they're gonna do a trick and they're gonna be like oh how did you learn how to do that and then they'll be like oh I learned it from here and then you go home and practice that and it's not about oh what do you call it you're 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 black or something like that or you're white I don't want to talk to you it's more of like yo you skate all right you're a noob because you don't know this yeah. but it's all supposed to be a strength of community so like if I skate for transportation what's the diff like what's wrong with that I, I just don't I don't get it uh I'm again I feel like it just goes ties <laughs> back to the whole like nostalgia fact I guess I don't I don't find anything wrong personally then, I don't get that either <laughs> because the thing is like great perfect example is I skated multiple times with the Boston team and we've been to skate parks or like areas where street deckers would be doing tricks and we got shit for it like just because we were riding longboards like people would look at us and be like why don't you get a street deck and a few of people in our crew just got pissed off about it and then showed off what they could do and they're like oh shit like uh yeah and that shit shouldn't be taught i feel like it just it's unnecessary i agree with the whole community part i understand the differences but it doesn't need to be exaggerated and break up the community like just skate skate to skate and you know if anything the one thing that should be breaking people apart is at most skill level i mean if you're skating with a slower skater then i you may be like yo pick up the pace 
But like, you still, you still got that guy's back. If that guy gets hit by a car, you're gonna go to him, pick him up, be like, yo, you okay? And that's it. What's with the <laughs> war? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> there's, there's, I just don't understand. But that's my opinion. If, if, if you have a very strong opinion uh, about this as opposite to both Chris and mine, let us know like somehow <laughs> dm us like just comment it i believe they can leave I, a message on anchor if great they're listening through anchor leave, they can definitely leave a leave message. a message i want to know why it, did i explain it correctly do you have a different opinion because i'm really curious because i feel like all right skateboarding originated what from surfing wasn't it i don't know Ah, sure. <laughs> it's, it, it looks like it would be. Because it was just like, oh, I want to surf on the land. I mean, that's what I remember I was told. <laughs> I mean, I could probably be rumor completely... Has rumor has it. Rumor has it. <laughs> <laughs> but then if we go by the origins, it's like, okay, so why aren't you surfing if skateboarding is such, like, your thing? Like, if you want to be original and everything like that. Yeah. And that's my whole thing. And then, like, if you really want to go to originality, it's just like... Well, we're in New York City. We're not in California. We're not in Los Angeles. We're not original skaters. We're learning based off of what we saw in videos from other people, and then it came to our side of the country, and then we learned from that. Yeah. And like we, not, I wouldn't even just say videos. It's just like community-wise. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it definitely. I mean, everything is an inspiration off of something else. That's how things became. You know, skateboards were first, then it was longboards, then it's electric skateboards. It's upgrades. I mean, not saying the, the original's a downgrade, it's just a, a development. It's a build-off that could do different things, you know? When we had pagers and phones came out, we didn't, like, discriminate off of phones. We embraced <laughs> it. Like, it should be that way. And then from phones, smartphones. Like, it just got better. And it was just more convenient to it certain thing you know you know it's this weird thing that like i give respect to though people who can do tricks on electric skateboards i, I mean it's definitely possible i mean it, it's basically the same thing it's just a, the board a is a lot board. heavier yeah, yeah it is way heavier than a longboard because of that battery i mean if you ollie on the electric yo <laughs> you did not skip leg day because <laughs> but like people could dance on a uh, electric skateboard no mm -hmm. problem or they could probably slide easy um depends on which model you got you know but um yeah like if anything i feel like the longboard community and the electric skateboard community should get a lot of props for doing tricks and uh, you know because it's just so much harder it's just so much harder <laughs> like i could do an ollie on a normal street deck so easy it's just so easy not saying there's not a lot of work put into street decking because i do not know how to grind props to those people who are brave enough to grind because i don't want to face plant personally it's just if you could do it on something difficult like props to you that's hard that's dedication that's skill and i guess that's what i have to say about that <laughs> <laughs> like yeah definitely I, I i mean i if you i already said it before but 
I bought it because it was more of a convenience. And then when I was, uh, I already told you this, uh, with my deck, I think I had a regular street deck. I bought cruiser wheels for it because I didn't know any better. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, yo, how come I can't ride? And then I started seeing scratch marks on my board. And then I'm like, what is that? And then as I do my research and figure things out, yeah. it's like... Wheel bite. Wheel bite. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, how do I get rid of that? And then it's either I have to lose weight or I have to get a different board. Or risers. Or risers, but it already yeah. had risers. Yeah. Do I do I get bigger risers? Do like I don't know. Yeah. And and, and then that's where if you want bigger wheels, long boards come because there are long boards that are shaped as street decks that are just bigger, wider, uh, flexier or stiffer. And they could support long wheels because they have that small curvature, you know? Yeah. Um you know, different needs again. <laughs> So, yeah, and it's all a learning process, you know. It definitely is. Yeah, definitely. I can tell you that from today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I don't know, man. Like, because I, I, uh, I remember going home one day. This guy in the elevator was telling me, yo, electric skateboards are a waste of money. And then he was going off about, like, how fast he can go when he's going downhill. And I'm just like, well, if we're both going straight... I go faster than you. I can hit yeah. 18 miles an hour. Yeah, yeah, And also, like, let's say, here's why I want an electric skateboard. I want one so when I know for a fact I'm not skating the whole, whole day, but I need to make, like, a bunch of pit stops places, and I need to travel a long distance, and I do need some sort of transportation that's reliable. I want to be able to get on this board and not sweat throughout the day because I'm going to see people, and I don't want to be... Uh, a wet guy you know sweating and being drenched in that so i feel like the sweat is definitely a benefit to it the speed at a constant rate uh the control is a little bit pretty good um i just i also want one for filming because then i could control my speed if i'm like you know filming uh, someone skating on the normal deck like that's such a benefit because you get so much control on the camera that's my personal use for someone else, someone else may just be doing it for only commute. But people use it for different things. And yeah, I feel like one of the main points is that sweat part. Because yeah. I don't want to be sweating when I'm skating all the time. Sometimes it's a bummer. Like I'm wearing my favorite shirt or I'm wearing something a little bit more professional uh, or casual. And I don't want to be drenched in sweat when I get up to a certain event. But I know I have to do a bunch of different errands around the city or something. So I'm going to use my you know electric skateboard boom there you go you, you only get wind it's like ac on the go you know <laughs> you're not sweating from all that pushing but then again you know people do like pushing that's the sport at hand the sport itself is the pushing so i understand why people get angry because you're like oh you're not doing the sport but you know it's it's just for a different use you know i mean same thing with bikes i mean there's there's fixed gear and all that and then there's shift gear and then you got electric bikes for delivery <laughs> like <laughs> that's for that's it's used delivery and you don't see like bmxers going out <laughs> and saying you're not sticking to the sport yeah like it's just it's different use yeah it's crazy but it, like it's unnecessary I mean it doesn't bother me like that guy gave his opinion to me and 
I, I just wanted to, for the sake of conversation to like listen. Yeah, yeah. I, but I, I don't. Sure. I didn't really like. It didn't bother me. Like he told me, like, oh, it's a waste of money. I was like, well, it gets me from point. It gets me from here, from my house to the train station, and like two minutes yeah. and then i'm early to work because of it or things like that and i'm like well it's not really a waste of money because i use it so yeah. how is it really a waste of money yeah yeah it's it's again personal needs i i mean he's not the only one who uh feels that way i mean i was literally not so long ago at prospect park with my uh skateboard community or longboard community and uh there were people talking crap about electric skateboards. They're like, yeah, look at them. They're all the same, wearing helmets, always, uh, you know, with the remote, always standing stiff up, like hating. And I was like, damn, what's going to happen when I get one? <laughs> like, <laughs> am I going to be able to skate with you guys anymore? <laughs> like, I was like, damn, ouch. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. People have their opinions. They have the right to. Sometimes I just don't understand. <laughs> But, but that's like my thing about it it's just all right skateboarders were, are really known for their community and it's just like why why are you hating on someone who's enjoying something that you do also yeah that's like my whole thing about yep. it i just don't <laughs> yeah that's the crazy thing yeah. so let's get the juicy stuff i mean was that the juicy stuff already i, I don't know maybe we'll see um <laughs> content. content you make content on youtube yes you recently well before you recently had stopped we had a conversation about this and then you started doing it again and now you're making more videos more often yeah what got you out of your your funk to want to do more and what inspires you to make these videos okay well, first off, to give an introduction to people who don't know who I am. Again, I'm Mark, Mark Tassus. My, my channel name right now is uh, SoundProd123. I'm probably gonna change it in the next few days to Mad Films, which is also my Instagram name. Uh, I, I just... All right, so why the sudden change <laughs> why, of why the name? Okay. Let's, let's so talk the, about the that The origin first. of my channel uh, was gonna be a gaming channel, like half of the channels on youtube right now everyone wants to be a gaming channel because it seems easy it seems fun but uh you know i wanted to start off like that it didn't end up happening i went from a little bit of gaming to vlogs to theater to singing to skating and here i am doing the skating part um soundproud one two three was my gamer tag uh and so I want to change it because I'm, I'm more focused on film. I'm majoring in film right now in school. So I wanted an official name and Mad Films felt great because it, it feels catchy and that's my initials. My full name is Mark Andrew DeJesus. And I also had another abbreviation for it, but I totally forgot it. So I'm going to have to create a new one because <laughs> I didn't write it down. And I got so angry at myself, but I'm going to figure out another clever name for it. But Mad Films, that's my initials. It feels cool. I like the name. It uh, it's comfortable to me. But yeah. And uh, in terms of my like me getting out of the drought that I was in, what made me uh, was definitely Kelvin draws. My bro Kelvin. I was uh, his friend in uh, what was it? Uh, elementary school for a bun like a long time. Like we had a bunch of childhood memories together. And so now that I got a job with him and he's my boss. Uh, he okay 
So now that um <laughs> Kelvin draws. Yeah, definitely uh Kelvin has been a big inspiration for me because he sort of slapped me in the face and woke me up. And if you don't know who Kelvin draws is, uh his full name's Kelvin Alberto, and he was uh, my friend for a long time in elementary school. And I, I sort of, you know, made connections back with him, started talking to him more and all, and I saw his art through Instagram. And he, uh, he looked at me and he was like, yo, you create, right? Uh, wh where's your content? Why are you not posting on Instagram? And I was like, uh, I do post. And he's like, not every day. And so I was like, all right, you are, you're right, you're right. <laughs> so I was like, okay. So I started posting a little bit more, being more social. And then I started like uh, posting more urban like photos and videos. And then I implemented my skating uh, videos with Ricardo on my Instagram. And then I did more skating videos on my YouTube channel. And, you know, now I'm more of a flow. Like I want to edit, you know, I'm majoring in film now. And that was definitely my inspiration it was just a wake-up slap from one of my old friends so uh yeah and now I, I feel like i have more of a purpose of what i want to do because i talked to him a bunch i sort of want to not only create content but inspire people to create uh the content they sh have within them as well you know that's basically his goal but i want to do it in a way where you know it's more of hey notice that you have potential you know, you know, I, I want to be able to do that in the future, either with him or just through my work unintentionally. It's not like my core message or anything. I just want to be able to do that unintentionally. Talk about it a few times like, hey, you know, you could do whatever you want to do. And everyone has a creative side to them. So they should be willing to express that. And you don't have to suppress it because, oh, uh, I don't know what my life is going to be in the next few years because... This is your life right now, you know? You only live once. <laughs> and the young age that most people are, uh, like, the young you are, is the better. That, that was a totally... No, no, I like that, I like that. Like, uh, what I meant to say is, <laughs> is something like, um, when you're young, those are your golden years. There we go. When you're young, those are your golden years. When you're old, you're going to look back and reflect on it. So why work uh, for when you are old instead of working for uh, now and experiencing and embracing that experience so that you could be happy later on in life knowing that you did what you wanted to do. And it'll be amazing because imagine you do what you want to do and you make a fortune out of it because you just do it amazing. You know, I feel like if someone does something, whether they're good at it or not, they'll eventually get great at it and then better at it and then amazing at it and then phenomenal. And they become their own like little savant at whatever they want to do, you know. So I've, I, you know, I say that because I see a bunch of people who uh, are not doing anything, you know, a bunch of friends who do have potential and. I don't see him doing anything. And although I'm not big or anything, 
at least I'm trying and I want them to try as well, you know? No, I totally get that. <laughs> I totally get that. Because it'll be so much fun. It's, it, even if you don't get big, it's the dream isn't to get big. It's to have fun, fun doing it. Yeah, yes. like... <laughs> like, come on. It's just the greatest thing about that that you just said is just... I created something and then... I put it out in the world and maybe it's not the greatest thing but now like someone else improve I can improve on that and then I can make that better to give you like the, the funny thing about that is what is it the first time like I started taking photos I was like how come nobody's liking my photos then I just kept on going out shooting more learning more about photography everything like that and like I'm not gonna say like I'm a professional but I know how to take really good photos or like photos that grab your attention at least and the funny thing about that is, is like later on i met someone else and i was just like oh you want to shoot together let's go and then when i start meeting other people who are like people who make music videos or people who also take photos and then we both see something and we're like yo this guy is crazy he doesn't know what he's talking about mm -hmm. and like we have that connection now because we actually know what we're doing and it's all about practice and like getting better at it and just trying mm -hmm. because you can't get better at something if you don't plan on practicing it and putting it in the work yeah and <laughs> yeah just to add on i feel like the fame part cool that's great you know some people adore fame i feel like the fame part uh it it comes naturally it, it does it just doesn't come it comes when you are your true self you know people want to see the creative true self that's within you and that's where the fame comes that's why there's famous people out there mm -hmm. uh, because they did what they want to do and they did what they know they can do and they found out who they are and so that's when the fame comes. When you start posting things out there and, and, and putting your real self out there, not your fake self, you're gonna find that you're just gonna be way more social and people are gonna gravitate to you and like what you're doing and be inspired off of that. And you're gonna wanna you know, collab with those people who you know, love you. And so that's what I wanna do. I want to be able to experience that. I want people to experience that for themselves as well. So I love how you said that because like maybe it's just me, but there's this thing I'm trying to do. It's called minimalism. I, I brought this up in my like, previous podcast, okay. but pretty much the point is you get rid of things that bring clutter to your life and then you bring you only care about the things that are essential. So fuck, I just lost my point. <laughs> Take your time. Um. I said I want people, I said, uh, the last thing I said was, I want people to experience that for themselves. Okay. All right. You got so, that? Yes, yes. <laughs> okay. All right. I got no. it. I got it. You're so when, with the minimalism, I want to get rid of things that I don't enjoy. So to give you an example is just like clothes. Like, I want to wear my favorite clothes. I want to wear something that makes me feel special. Mm -hmm. So why would I not want that feeling all the time instead of buying clothes or having someone give me clothes that I don't enjoy wearing? Yeah, you just pick the the good clothes. Right. So why wouldn't <laughs> I take that to like? I guess you. I guess you can say this, but like, why wouldn't I take that to the extreme? Why wouldn't I like? Perfect example. I I like this this sweater. My girlfriend actually bought it for herself. I stole it from her. <laughs> I really feel good when I wear this sweater. I feel like like the coolest guy ever. Yeah. And like, it, it's a hype beast thing. Like, just me. It's a supreme hoodie. But like. 
I feel like the coolest guy in the world. So it's just like, why wouldn't I want to wear this sweater all the time and feel good? Like, I get it. I only have one of that sweater. But why wouldn't I buy multiple of the same sweater? Not including, like, the Supreme thing. Like, forget about all of that. Why wouldn't I want to buy something and, like, have feel good every day? Yeah, and get that same quality. Yes. Yeah, basically. And <laughs> I see where your point is coming in is, like, with the creating part where it's, like, don't, like, don't create something crap or don't create anything at all and, you know, uh, fall suit in what you already have just create something that you want with high quality you might as well yeah yeah i see what you're saying with that um but yeah that's that's sort of my my what i feel like my purpose of my journey is so far uh where it's going who knows uh and yeah that's what inspired me and that's what continues to inspire me that idea of creation and inspiration you know let me ask you this <laughs> i mean it's it's part of the topic but i just want to ask you this yeah, yeah yeah did you ever feel like it was a struggle to find people who are like-minded like you who want to create yeah like want to put things out oh yeah because that, <laughs> oh, that's yeah, an yeah, issue yeah, that yeah. i have and like when I was younger, like, let's say when I was... I'm going to sound like an old person now. Yeah, but when yeah, I was ahead. your age, I was just, like... <laughs> I was just into my friends and, like, doing the stuff that they were doing. And it was just... I enjoyed it. I enjoyed what I did. But I never got to that point. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, never yeah. got to that point. And then I was just, like, why am I doing this? Yeah, yeah. And when I finally figured out what I wanted to do... It was like, I was 25, and I was just like, I still got time to do it. And then as I got like older, I started like, all right, maybe I'm not doing this right. Maybe I should try something else. And I, this is this is funny, because you're younger than me, and I'm just mm -hmm. like, I tell people who are always younger than me, like, start doing it now, because if you, say, if you do it now when you're 20, when you're 27, you're going to be bigger than you were when you were 20. Yeah. And you're going to be a lot farther than you were. And just because you had that experience from when you were 20 to 27 is just like, just so amazing. Because it's just, you're still in your 20s. You still have all this time left over. So like, this is, this is, a. am not going <laughs> to say the example I'm thinking about in my head. But like from 18 to 24, if you start making a YouTube channel from 18, make all the mistakes from when you're 18 and then by the time you hit 24, you're going to figure out all the mistakes, all you're doing yeah, wrong, exactly. and what you have to do <laughs> to have people subscribe to your videos. Yep. And that is 100% true. With the, with the people like feeling left out and feeling like you don't have a partner or a similar interest, that's definitely happened to me. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, my best friend, like the first video I ever did was my best friend. And he was not into it. I know he wasn't into it, but he was like, you know, I'm supporting my guy. And when I did the first video, he was like, oh, it looks pretty decent. It was pretty fun. It was like a windy, crappy video. It was like a, a, a cheesy vlog. I, I used the editing program on my phone, which was really hard to use because the touchscreen wasn't working at all. And I did it. And every time I, you know, vlogged, it felt a little bit awkward to me. It felt super awkward. I did not want to do it. But like I told myself I need to because this is what I want to do. Yeah. And like it just didn't feel natural to my friends. It did not feel natural to my family. It just felt like 
forced and awkward and so i i felt like no one around me was inspired to do it the way i wanted to do so i was shy and i was sort of hesitant to to bring out the real me and the the me that i wanted to show and so i came up with a fake persona you know i, I just copied off of like uh youtuber slogans and like phrases people said like what's up guys how's it going back to the vlog and stuff like that like like i stuck to that and it, it felt like it felt really weird because i declared that as my style when it wasn't i wasn't being my true self and then i i I realized that after a few vlog videos and a few other videos that I put up that made me cringe after like three weeks. At first, like the first week I was like, yeah, everyone watch it. But then people will be like, yo, subscribe to my boy Mark. And then they'll play my video and I'm like, yo, stop showing that to people I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like I was like, stop, stop, that's not me. I don't want them to know that I'm like that. And so when I finally realized that, I made an update video and I was like, it, it was the true me talking. I was like, hey guys, I made a few mistakes. My channel's changing. I do like this video because of XYZ and this video because of XYZ. Just letting you know, I'm gonna be more real. I'm not gonna try have that like fake persona anymore. And that's when I truly changed. And then that's when my quality of content started to, you know, flow and and I mean, it's not the best right now still, but I, I feel way more comfortable in front of the camera. I feel way more comfortable recording in front of my friends and recording with my close friends. And now they enjoy watching my videos as well, you know? And they're like, yo, Mark, yo, create more, you know? Do another Bait Boys and stuff <laughs> like that. That's a mini series I have, if you don't know. It's a like vlog series. And like, they're like, oh, yo, do another Tricks with Rig video. And like, it's nice that I finally found that, but that stage of awkwardness is always going to come. Always. You're going to always find yourself uh, feeling like you're the only one with th this passion. Like, this is not your true self, that you could be better. And it'll eventually, there'll be a, uh, what is it, mold or break? A break mold? Mold break? I'm trying to find Breaking a term. the mold? Yeah, you'll break the mold eventually. That's the term, right? Something like that. Something like that. But I know yeah, what you mean. You know, it's like breaking out of the cocoon. Yeah, you, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Eventually, you'll break out and you'll truly find your style, you know? And it will just continue to evolve. And that's the beauty of it. it it's just all about starting first, you know? And, and getting those few videos out, you know, talking to the camera, making those mistakes, making it awkward, and keeping that that content posted keeping it posted so you can look back and be like and even make fun of it and make it content that you're making fun of your old videos that's like the best <laughs> i feel like that's so funny when you make fun of your old videos because like look at me i, I don't know what i was doing <laughs> um but yeah that's that's my uh answer to your question definitely i've experienced that uh i still am experiencing that a little bit more but i feel like i sort of broke out of that mold yeah <laughs> no, that was great. That was great. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yep. I mean, anything else or? <laughs> well, <laughs> what's next to talk about? It was more of like that. All right. Where do you see yourself like in the next few years of like content creating? Are you gonna? 
go like the vlogging style like how you are now and like but are you gonna start making movies are you gonna start making like short films Ooh, anything like that that's a good question i want to know that. <laughs> that's a good question that's <laughs> i've seen all the different paths i just haven't chose one i feel like uh i'm gonna tend uh, like my my I'm just gonna stick to most likely vlogs for a while, but I do wanna invest my time in a short film, especially since I have the film major and I'm learning about, you know, making scripts and, mm -hmm. you know, contemporary media and all that. So uh, I do see myself in terms of like making content, having mini film projects and all that, but you're mainly gonna see a lot of vlogging-esque videos on my YouTube channel a lot. Uh, in the far, far future, I hope to be a, professional director i want to be a director or like i want to be in a set helping the director and like being part of that whole creation of a film that's what i want to do like that's my dream dream I, you know it's <laughs> funny like no because i forgot whose video i was watching about this but the guy he was on set and he was the cameraman pretty much and he was like he was following the director and he was like yo this is like my dream job i finally got my dream job like i'm not saying like <laughs> yeah, yeah. not for you to follow it like this is just something that i saw i just want to bring it up to you mm -hmm. and he was just like he was recording and the way how he records is like he'll record something stop and then record again and then on set that's the same thing he did because that's what he was used to doing and he's used to being the person who edits the videos watches his own videos knows what he's doing for like his videos but when he was on set he was just like all right record oh damn my, like his his uh personality no no, no. Oh, fuck. Uh, his habits his habits there, there you go. go i don't know why that's <laughs> yeah. in my mind but his habits was just record stop recording record stop recording yeah so you could trim it all together right yeah but that's not what the director wanted yeah, and yeah. he kept on doing that same mistake and then he was just like maybe this isn't for me maybe i should just like continue making my content better and recording something because i enjoy them and doing what they do but i want to make my content like the way how i want it yeah, yeah. and i'm used to being like the creative vision and being the person yeah. behind it and <laughs> yeah i agree um i feel like that's all based on creative uh flow and uh just the path you take and your personal needs and wants but if you didn't know before, I don't think you knew, but um, I have a lot of experience in theater. Yeah. A lot of experience in theater. I'm not trying to gloat. <laughs> I don't like gloating. No, but no, go ahead. Like, go ahead. I have a fair share of experience. I've seen like 45 plus uh, Broadway shows. And on top of that, I was in two major programs that taught me how to act. And I got scholarships to them, which cost like thousands of dollars to go into uh one of them was ac team uh that was the pinpoint one that taught me a lot about acting and i did acting in high school and i just loved it and i i just embraced it and i learned so much from it and i was always called like oh yo mark you're gonna be an actor you know call me when you know when you're famous don't forget about me and i was like you know i'm not that good calm down it's just high school <laughs> but i i do have my fair share in understanding how uh you know theater works now that's theater that's not film at all but i have worked on a set before in a music video i have seen how that whole direction process works in terms of script writing and playbills and actually directing and coming up with the ideas and all that and that's what i want to do 
Um, when it comes to a set, yes, it's a totally different environment, totally different rules, and there will be different things you need to know. It's why I want to go to school for it, because I, that's something that I don't know. I don't know film at all. I know more about theater. I should have done a theater major. That's how much <laughs> I know. And I was going to go for it, but I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I don't want introduction classes. <laughs> I'd rather have an introduction class to something I don't know, but I still want to learn. And so I picked film. Um, and there's a, there's a class, Contemporary Media, that I have to take. It, it talks about, like, the the set life basically and the rules of filming and how everything works and you know and and who's in power that whole hierarchy and all that so yeah i know there's a different set of rules and it's youtube's different from film and film is different from theater i want to take all the things i have and and create from that you know i know i have to change my personas my habits i'm willing to but I do want to direct. And that's why I'm doing uh, YouTube, because that's my version of directing right now, you know? I want to direct something, I might as well start right now, you know? Definitely. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's my, my answer. So, <laughs> like, I'm gonna say this from like a person who has a lot of gear compared to you. Who did records on their phone? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not <laughs> bragging. I'm not bragging. No, no, no. But no. how do you feel about that? Like, how do you feel about when, like, you're recording with your phone and you're like, oh, I can't get this one shot because I don't have so and so. Do you ever feel that way, or do you just like, I, right, this is what I got. This is what I'm gonna do until I get enough money to get what I need. Yeah. Um. So in the beginning, there's a big temptation to get like the biggest thing, like the best. <laughs> quality when it's unnecessary because you don't know what you're doing and you're probably going to break it or mess up or not use it correctly or maybe not even use it at all um so i did stop myself from buying something expensive at first so that's why i started using my phone um to get a feel for it right now i'm sort of feeling that damn i wish i had a dslr so that i could get better shots and different you know lens action you know um i can't do that on my phone i really want to use Boca in on my shots like it looks beautiful i really want it <laughs> I, I just i can't even wait for it but what i got is what i got you know i, I focus on close-up shots i focus on you know color correcting on my editing program uh i found out what was it the uh what did i tell you earlier about like the shaking thing what is it oh stabilization stabilization uh, I think it's warp stabilizer on my yep. program. Yeah. There we go. I found out about that. So it's like, I sort of don't even need a gimbal, uh, like for some shots. And, you know, editing, editing is my crutch when it comes to quality, you know? Yes, my phone is, a, I have a S7, Samsung 7. And um, it's not the best, but it does the job, you know? I could get those macro shots and... I can't get the zoom-ins, but I could get still dramatic shots and all that. Uh, just all I use is rule of thirds, you know, <laughs> and I... You're following fix, the I basics of yeah. your photography and videography. I, exactly. And I just tune it up in editing and it looks amazing at the end of the day. All I have to do is put a song over it. But there <laughs> are restrictions. There are a yes. lot of restrictions. I, I envision like all these different shots that I want to do. And these segments that I can't do because of the camera I have. And it's unfortunate, but I try my best to simulate it or I just write it down for next time. And, uh, you know, I just had to wait, you know, it'll eventually come to me. For now, 
got to stick to what I got and have fun with that. That's my view on that in part, you know? <laughs> no, I totally get it. Like, I give you a perfect example. When we were recording our video together, there was, like, something I was telling you, and I was just like, should I record on my camera or should I use record on my phone and use my gimbal? And I was just like, uh, which one should I use? And, like, that's the thing that I feel, like, beginners want, like, have an issue with is just, okay, I have all this expensive gear. I have all this gear, but... Which one am I gonna use? Do I know how to use both of them? And like, sometimes it's good to have restraints on these things. Cause like, again, today I was like, should I use my camera? Should I use my phone? And I was just like, I don't know which one to do. Yeah. And I guess I, I like other photographers like to call it gas is gear acquisition syndrome. And that's when you want all the latest gear and you're not trying to use your gear to make it like the best possible yeah. thing. And, like, I like using you as an example because you actually use your phone. And, like, I like you're, I just don't understand. Like, your video, <laughs> to me, I'm just like, your videos are just amazing. And I'm just like, he's using a DSLR. There's no way. And then, like, you're getting all these shots. And I'm just like, it's all I mean, about I can, the angle. like, sometimes I'm just like, I can tell that it's on a phone. But then I'm just like, is it really on a phone? I don't know. Because the flow. You know, <laughs> I'm telling you, the color corrector saves me all the time sometimes it looks terrible and i just you know i mess around with the contrast the uh what is it the uh saturation and i'm good like it looks <laughs> so beautiful but yeah you just get used to your camera uh, like if you're using a phone my advice is get used to your camera start taking more photos so you could you know see the different angles you could get start watching big youtubers uh, sort of try and implement what shots they're getting with your phone get a tripod use it and it's literally You'll get really good results on something that's low quality it it's not about that quality Even though the quality is phenomenal and it can make your your videos amazing It's not worth if you don't even know how to use it in the first place Definitely. <laughs> like Definitely. as long as your phone can record 1080p you're fine yeah that's like it looks good to me i i'd be I, not I even 1080p you can even say 720, 720. <laughs> yo on the train youtube videos i'm like 720 because i can't get that 1080 but 1080 looks beautiful and phones already got that and it looks beautiful so yeah you don't the point is you don't need that high quality you could really just stick to what you got it could even be a lower downgrade from the phone camera it could be an old camera those you could still get great photography shots if you're into photography it doesn't even have to be a dslr it, yeah it does not have to be it doesn't it have to just, be a specific like a, a specific camera not the interchangeables you could use yeah. any camera that yeah. records honestly though but i feel like the the crutch is that editing is how you edit learn how to edit you don't have to have the best program just try and learn how to edit you know uh, write some notes on when is a good time to take a shot out, you know, how to trim things if you're starting up. And just use editing as a crutch if you don't have quality. That's my best advice. You know, it, it really makes you look like you're a professional. Like, I'm not even a professional. and I don't look like the best professional, but I look like I know what I'm doing. You definitely do know what you're doing. Because I love videos with tricks of Rick. And I think those are amazing. And then, you know? oh, man. Like, 
ah, I'm not even gonna get into it. It's just. <laughs> Thank you, thank you. <laughs> but yeah, um, I'm gonna call it a wrap. Yeah, we've been we, talking a lot. <laughs> if we talk anymore, I think we're gonna be probably. I think it's a 40 minute mark. I don't want to go oh, into really? an hour. I've never had a podcast go into an hour. I feel like I didn't ask you the main questions. I deviated a little bit, but really, I feel like you feel like we did. We were spot yeah. On. It was the long board, the long board, the, long the inspiration, board, the inspiration, what my purpose is in my channel. Yeah. Uh, what I do in my channel, yeah. and now what we just talking about the quality and stuff. Qua- yeah, yes. that's, that's perfect. Right. We got so everything. we got everything. We got everything. <laughs> All right, great. It, tell us your Instagram handle, your YouTube, everything. Oh, right, we talked right. about your YouTube, but right now is like the specific Here's moment. A refresher. <laughs> just a refresher. So again, my name's Mark De Jesus. Uh, if you want to follow me on YouTube, right now it's SoundProd one two three. That's Sound. P-R-O-D-1-2-3. But stop there because I'm probably going to change it this week to Mad Films. And that's my Instagram. So just follow my Instagram first, if anything. It's Mad, it's, yeah, it's Mad Films, M.A.D underscore films. Again, that's M.A.D underscore films. <laughs> I feel like I'm a like automated voice. <laughs> and that's <laughs> also um, your Instagram handle. That's, that's my Instagram. Uh, follow me on there. I feel like you should definitely follow me on there uh, first. I get more content out of there uh, than my YouTube channel because right now I'm changing platforms. I have a, a bunch of projects to work on, a bunch of things to record, um, and a bunch of things to edit. But definitely you're going to see me posting a lot on Instagram. Uh, again, I post urban uh like post and sort of my day-to-day skating uh life so yeah and those are my two social medias instagram and youtube yeah yeah i I was it was fun talking here (laughs) it was great having you i I love the conversation yeah definitely probably have you again this time uh we'll talk to the one guy who inspired you kelvin (laughs) yeah make it a three-way podcast yeah that'll be cool (laughs) because <laughs> he's been on the past three episodes so might as well have this one too or yeah, i mean the next yeah, one definitely <laughs> all right man all right until the next time until next time yeah <laughs>